0: We talked a lot about going through the call and how do you ask the right questions, but what are the best practices when you want to open the call? That's what we're covering this week on episode 23 of the Why How Yes Sales Podcast. The Why How Yes Sales Podcast is sponsored in part by Jared James Coaching for Real Estate Agents. If you're a real estate agent listening to this podcast, you probably understand how to sell. You know when you are across a dining room table from a potential customer, that listing is probably going to come your way. The issue is how do you structure your business in order to get to that, time, that dining room table more often. As a former top agent himself, Jared James has the tools to help you create the business, that you want to own. They will help you put the systems in place where you can spend more time doing what really matters, which is creating sales. Go to jaredjamestoday.com and set up a time to have a consultation, and from there, they will be able to guide you towards running a business rather than just running around. Hey, salespeople. Welcome to the Why, How, Yes sales podcast, where I help you get to the yes the right way. My name is Red Staffstrom, and I am here to help you fix your broken sales skills. Now, I realize that there's a lot of things that we've discussed on this podcast, and one of the glaring omissions that I've kinda had is that I haven't really talked about how to open a call. Um, I've talked a lot about my distaste for closing calls and the overemphasis that this industry has towards closing techniques and all of that, And I understand it's an instant gratification thing and yada, 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 yada. But I've never really gone into the right way to open a call, to actually start that conversation the right way. Now, when I started learning sales, when I was knocking door to door, I learned a simple acronym. And it was called the C principle. And when I say the C principle, I mean S-E-E. And it, it stood for, it was an acronym, that stood for smile, eye contact, and enthusiasm. So the idea was I knock on the door, hey, how's it going? Great seeing you, isn't it a lovely day? Let's talk about the weather, let's chat a little bit. And this was what I was taught when I started off selling. Now, for those of you guys who have been raised as the old school manner of sales, You probably have heard these kinds of things, too, that enthusiasm sells, and you need to have that positive emotion, and then that'll translate to your customer, and I'm not sure it does. Um, Based on my decade and a half of sales experience, I have sold to super happy people. I have sold to super upset people. I have used that C principle for a number of years um, and even trained quite a few salespeople with it. And I don't know, Um, I'm kind of a little inconclusive in terms of whether I believe it, and I'm leaning more and more as I get older and as I do more calls and speak to more customers. I'm not sure it really applies much anymore. Now, yes, making a good first impression is a great thing when you can do it, but do you want to be that happy, jolly person all the time? And do you want to be seen that way by your customers? Now, for everybody, it's going to be a little different. Uh, Some people want to associate with all the happy people all the time. Other people, um, I'm out of the Northeast, we can get a little bit annoyed by overly happy people. We're confused and we're skeptical. And we tend to treat people who are overly enthusiastic and happy as crazy people. Now, I know this is a regional thing. I know here I'm out of Connecticut. I've worked in New Jersey. I've worked in New York. I've worked in Massachusetts. I've also worked in the Midwest. I I did some training out in Cincinnati. Um, I've done trade shows in the Midwest. I know it's different a little bit everywhere. I know in the Midwest, people tend to be a little bit happier than us in the Northeast, but I just don't want this principle, this smile-eye-contact-enthusiasm, to be treated like gospel for every single person out there. Now, what I propose instead, I believe, should be more of a mirroring behavior. M-I-R-R-O-R-I-N-G. Again, I'm from the Northeast. You put three R's in a word. You can't expect me to pronounce it the right way. So, when you're opening a call, you need to make sure that you're not being too over the top, because that's treated with skepticism. I know when I was knocking in uh, the Midwest, I remember talking to people, and them being genuinely nice, and, well, telling me God bless, and telling me how much, oh, I really appreciate you stopping by, and um, all of those things, and even when they said no, they were just genuinely nice people. For me, as a Northeasterner, I thought they were being sarcastic. Um, that stereotypical Southern lady, well bless their heart, that line. And for those of you guys who are from the South or have been down South, you probably know, ooh, th- that person ain't all that bright. Um, when you hear a Southern person say, well bless their heart, they don't like you much. Uh, that's kind of like that softener at the end. Um, so i found out that i actually had to take the c principle that i was mostly ignoring because it stopped use, like being useful for me and actually dial it up a notch when i was out in the midwest meanwhile here in connecticut i had subconsciously i don't think i ever realized that i was doing it until years later i had dialed it back um i had kind of taken away this jolly persona that was knocking on the doors. And what I would do instead is mirror that behavior. And it took me years to realize that that was what I was doing. Now, the reason I mirror behavior is because everybody is a little different. And if you want any clarification on this, you can listen to the episode on disc personalities that I went into. I am a high D personality. People who are overly joyful and cheerful generally rub me the wrong way. I am skeptical of it. I am not somebody who likes engaging in small talk when there's a job to be done. The best way to open a conversation with me is simply saying, I'm gonna be real quick. If you want to build a rapport with a high D personality, just tell me that you're going to value my time. And that's it. Um, once you pick up on that, you can do that much better. But the start of the conversation, the best thing to do is simply mirror their behavior, mirror their body language, mirror their tone of voice. To be this cartoon character and dial it up to 11 every single time will be, make you tr- be treated with skepticism more often than tr- be treated to a signed contract. Another big idea when it comes to opening a call is the opening benefit statement. Hey, if I were to show you a way to save 15% on the length, would you give me 15 uh, 15 minutes of your time? That's that Geico opening statement. Hey, in in 15 minutes, you could save 15%. It sounds great, and it's designed to get buy-in from people, but it usually doesn't. Once people hear lines like that, they know they are being sold to, not consulted to. Um, I know that my product is not a panacea to save everybody's life and make everybody happier and healthier and yada, 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 yada. It's not that. My products that I sell are for specific people with specific problems. I sell real estate coaching right now. I'm not going to sell that to somebody who knocks door to door. It doesn't make sense. If you knock door to door, you may not need to focus on building a CRM or building a marketing campaign. It's a different thing for everybody. So I know my products that are focusing on lead follow-up make no sense to somebody who runs a door to door vacuum business or runs car sales. Yeah, I have some things regarding marketing that I could sell them, but one on one coaching probably isn't it. So by starting with this assumption that I can save you 15% on blank, it does two things and it rubs them the wrong way. One, it assumes automatically that they don't already know what they're doing. And that can be insulting to some people. I know when I talk to people that coaching isn't the right solution for everybody, even if you are in real estate. Can we help most agents? Absolutely. We could probably help 97% of them, but the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. So I know that some people are going to walk away because they don't have the money or they don't have the time to commit to real estate or whatever the reason is, or they're already getting Um, a certain level of coaching from their brokerage or whatever it happens to be. But if I were to walk in and say, hey, if we were to talk for 45 minutes and at the end I can show you ways to increase your business by 42%, would you listen to me? That's going to come across the wrong way. It's going to put their hackles up and put them on a defensive mindset. Rather than do that, the way I open most calls is by saying, hey, here's what I do. My job is to be like a general practitioner. I'm here to kind of talk to you about your business, poke it where it hurts, and figure out if you need to be sent to a specialist. If at the end you do, I've got answers. If you don't, that's perfectly fine too. But my job is to just poke it where it hurts and figure out what the next steps are for you in order to get you healthier. Does that sound good? That's generally my opening line for most people and it doesn't categorize them, it doesn't make it feel like this hard sales process. I'm talking about your health. I'm talking about your business. I'm not talking about, hey, you've been in real estate for two years. That means you're doing X amount of transactions and you're doing this and you're doing that and now you have to go here. There's not a logarithmic growth in entrepreneurship. What I do is talk to them about their business, about their lives, about what's important to them. And it may not be all about money. It may be about retiring and spending more time with the grandkids. But by opening every single call and talking about the one, like one of the problems you solve, you're limiting yourself in terms of the directions you can go from there. Rather than open the call with the GEICO line, 15 minutes can save you 15%, Open it by asking questions. Open it by saying, what I want to do is just talk to you, offer some advice, maybe you can use us, maybe you can't, but if you approach it with that level of humility and you approach it with really a suggestion of power that I'm the expert in this arena, I don't expect you to know 100% of everything because it's not your livelihood. You can have a much more honest conversation. You can dig much easier into the problem and understand what's really bothering them and whether your product is the right thing or not. A lot of people say, like, hey, you should be trying to close everybody. Not at all. Um, Going back to the real estate example, I know people who should rent a house. Like owning is great, and I own my house. I plan on owning my house forever. Um, I don't plan on renting at any given point, but that's not right for every single person out there. Uh, last year, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk was very like got a lot of flack from real estate agents for saying, "I he'll always rent. He sees no reason in buying a home. It's an absolutely stupid investment, and for him, it is." That's the tricky thing for most people to realize is, for Gary V, owning a house is a stupid, a monumentally stupid idea, and because it's a fund allocation question. If he were to put down $300,000 on a home, let's just say, that asset, that $300,000 in cash, will grow as fast as the housing market in his area will grow. Likely five to seven percent, let's just say. Meanwhile, if he takes that same $300,000 and puts it into marketing, he can turn that $300,000 into $600,000, or $900,000, or $1.2 million, and he could do that very easily depending on how well he's refined his marketing strategy, which based on the fact that many of you guys who are listening know who he is, will tell you that he has down pretty well packed. But by approaching him and saying, hey, owning a house is a great thing because you don't have to waste money in rent. He doesn't care about that because yeah, he's missing out on that five to seven percent increase and paying a landlord probably 12 percent in terms of that 300,000 and that monthly charge, like that monthly rent check going to the landlord's profit. Yeah, let's say it costs him 10 to 12 percent but he's able to take those same funds and double, triple, quadruple. So for him, it's smarter not to own a home. But if you approach him simply as, home ownership is great, it gives you a retirement plan, you're missing the mark. So by opening the statements that, I can solve all of your problems, it will always come across disingenuous. And in the times it doesn't, You're just giving yourself an uphill battle. You're not giving yourself the right direction in order to make a real conversation happen. Once people realize they're being sold to rather than consulted on, the hackles go up. And by doing both the opening benefit statement Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent, or smiling and being this cartoon character. of, hey, how's everybody doing? This is my name is Red. I'm here to talk to you and save you tons of money on da, 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 da. by doing that. You're not making yourself look like an expert. You're making yourself look like a performer because nobody is that happy and cheerful all the time. And by you're just putting yourself in a bad position. So when you open the call, open it honestly. Open it by saying, I don't know if I can help you. Walk in with that sense of humility, and that's going to make your conversation much more honest, much more open, and much more fruitful, both for yourself and for them. And at the end, you're not going to have as much of a, I have to talk to my spouse, or I have to run it up the ladder mentality, because you know that customer knows that you took the time to learn about them and what they are doing, as opposed to just reciting the pamphlet that you were given on your first day at work. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope this helps. Um, Please be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, be sure to review this podcast. It really helps the channel out. Um, This has been episode 23 of the Why How Yes Sales Podcast, um, and I will see you guys next time, where I will continue to help you fix your broken sales skills. The Why How Yes sales podcast is also sponsored by the Jarja Media CRM. Only 12% of all real estate leads are reached out to more than three times. This means that almost 90% of all agents are throwing away thousands of dollars worth of lead generation marketing every year simply by not keeping in touch with the prospects that they already paid for. With drip campaigns that are written by one of the nation's top coaching companies, you'll be able to automate keeping potential clients clients in front of you for well over a year. The Jarja Media CRM will make sure that you are not leaving any meat on the bone and that the leads you are already paying for are actually turning into customers. Schedule a demo online at jarjamedia.com CRM.